right, everybody, welcome back. Final episode of season two of the Bugbusters. I see Jeffy across the counter from me, all stunned from me yelling. But I don't give a fuck. It's the last season, uh, last episode of season two. I know we're all excited here. We are. Let's get it going. So we're ju gonna jump into it so we can get this done and enjoy our off season as much as the players are. Yeah. We're getting back to golfing yep. the nine holes like Maple Leafs have done all year. So. <laughs> nice. So first, first major league news or not major league news, Jeffy. Here's news from the minor leagues. Um, the, there was a, just the OHO draft stuff. Well, and then uh, Gretzky buying uh, yeah. being a partial owner, which that's what I was trying to okay. get at. Yeah, yeah, and um, Wayne Gretzky um, bought out the Niagara Ice Dogs, so that's kind of interesting. That's for sure interesting. See, in the NHL, great, the greatest player to ever. Lace him up is going to be owning a team or partially owning a team. I said the only player in the OHL as well to have his number, just like his NHL number, on retired league wide. And that's awesome. All right, now actually moving up to NHL after that one article. I uh, news out of Beantown. Jake DeBrusque uh, has requested a trade from Beantown. So I thought Pasta would have been the first one to request a trade, but. <clears throat> Still no, no news out of him. Do you see him landing anywhere fancy, anywhere particular in your mind, or is if, it going to be like a first come first serve, first come first serve for whoever wants him? It depends who can afford him, because he has a pretty uh, pretty wealthy contract, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. And this, so who, who this, can, keep, this keeps coming back to my mind, but I mean, Malkin doesn't get resigned. I can see him going to Pittsburgh. But a after the Latang, you know, re resigning, like, do they really need another number one defenseman? That's like, if, if Latang did not get signed on draft, like, the first round draft day, potentially, he could be sick with the black and gold just with Pittsburgh versus Boston. But, like, with Latang staying in, in Steel City, I don't see the Brusque staying even on the East Coast. Does that help at all? Uh, two year, eight year, million dollar contracts. Because that was after so, he that was before so that, he requested the trade. So yeah, that that will technically take into effect on July thirteenth. Okay. So I don't because I don't I, know if he does get moved to, you know, elsewhere. It's not going to be an Eastern Conference team. Mm -hmm. No, nobody in the East can afford him. Yes. It's just who, where, well, where, where will they end up on the West Coast? <clears throat> and how much a do they team that I've noticed is stacking up so far this off season is Arizona. Yeah. I can definitely see him going over to Arizona. I can see him. I can see him. Oh, and what? either Arizona or I guess you said no. I would have said Ottawa, but you said find no Eastern Conference teams. Ottawa would oh. probably be one of the Eastern Conference teams that could afford what, him. One of few. One of very few. I I agree with Kyle. I can see him going to Arizona. Maybe even Anaheim has been stacking them up too. I can even see. Yeah. I, can see I can even see him rock, rocking the mighty Ducks jersey. I can, I can see Anaheim. Oh sure. So let's go back to his college days and paying a college campus for an, his professional career. <laughs> okay, sure. That that's what every NHL player wants. Oh, the thing. You get to party like a college kid after every one of your games. Like, why not? All right, moving on. I. Uh, more more historic news coming out of San Jose. Mike Greer was named the first. African American GM in NHL history when he was hired on July 5th by the San Jose Sharks. Sweet. That's awesome. That's pretty cool to finally, finally see that. Absolutely. After I, mean, how? I don't think it should have taken this long for that to happen, but no. I know there's definitely some, some African Americans in like front office, whether it be you know assistant GMs or you know yeah. like bench but, coaches, but, but, but that's but, like the first 
for the GM. That's, that's that's pretty cool. That's a big step, especially for a fran- especially for a, a franchise like San Jose, and B the NHL in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I say the NHL is just this year has been breaking a bunch of miles. All, yeah, all like, sorts. With females being on the bench or in the, in the front now. Af- office, now you know your first African African American individual to be hired into a higher higher position like yeah. my career as. Some news that broke out shortly after that news was released: the Pittsburgh Penguins re-signed goaltender Casey DeSmith to a two-year one point eight dollar. Uh, $2.8 million contract. So he earned $2.80. <laughs> so he, he got a raise of, a, of $1.25 million. Once, so. once I kind of saw that, because I know... I was pretty happy when I saw yeah. that. Yeah. I can, I can see... I, I had a feeling he was going to be one of the ones that were going to be heading yeah. out. But I guess not. So well, Very I can see, see I can see his Smith doing great things in the. Oh, yeah. I say, and he's been doing really well, like just backing up Tristan Jari. The like, past two, two, three years, ever yeah. since Murray left, he's he's been that go-to backup. So, uh, staying in Still City, uh, the head equipment manager Dana Heinz has officially called it quits as head equipment manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, thirty-three years in in, in said position, not not with the the team obviously but like in the NHL he's obviously done great things so congrats Dana Hines and good luck moving forward with your personal life and whatever you decide to do from here on out uh, other big news the Toronto Maple Leafs have promoted Haley Wickenheiser we, yeah I think that's I how think you so, yeah. yeah. Uh, is now the assistant GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs hopefully she can help get him out to the first round but I highly doubt that's it that's not going to happen let's be honest I mean, that's anything. Anything will happen, man. Just not. I, I, I'll see it. Like I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. And I, I'm still depressed, man. I really thought I was gonna be right. I really thought this was going to be the year. Like, I. How, in that entirety of the game seven, I really thought they were gonna. Play quite. Not, off, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. But like, I, I really thought that this was gonna be the year. I gotta start pulling off Jeffy. I'm not gonna believe them, and then they're gonna win. Just like he does at the Penguins. Hey, I don't think they're gonna make it out of the first round, and they're gonna make it out of the first round. So. Yeah. And Jeff, look like, what's happened. Like, I predict they didn't get in there. I'm good at the predictions, but Jeffy's good at jinxing. I, that, <laughs> he, he can true. say, Jeffy can say, oh, uh, Otters aren't going to win tonight. They're going to get blown out. Otters, the Otters end up blowing out, like, whoever, 9-2 to two and more. Like, Jeffy, That's true. I do like, jinx. Jeffy, what the hell? I do jinx. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Uh, other news, obviously, there's been some uh, Russian pairs getting kind of tied up with Whatever's going on overseas, Kirill Kurizov is one of those players now who's currently being held in Russia, and nothing else has been released. But with all that bullshit that's going on, and that's I think that's all we're going to say. I, but yeah, I know, that, that I, well, I know there was a lot of concern, especially with like the, with the draft too. Like a lot of them were worried of, with a lot of these Russian players. Yeah. Like a lot of them, a lot of them were going later because a lot of teams were kind of concerned with concerned that they weren't going to be able to get out of there and. Get stuck going, doing you know the Russian draft and having to go to war with, with them. And, which I mean, it's definitely probably gonna it's gonna happen eventually, like with everything going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to say that it's not going to happen. All right, moving on to more hockey news. Uh, the Minnesota Wild have signed defenseman Jacob Middleton mm-hmm. to a three-year extension worth about two point four five million dollars a year. So big, big money for him coming his way. 
And other news, uh, back in the Steel City, Penguins have acquired, uh, not acquired, they've re-signed Chris Letang to a six-year, $36.6 million contract, which is about $6.1 million on average. Wow. That was, that was big. Like, yeah. Was, we were, I know all of us here were relieved when that finally happened. I don't know, maybe not so much Paul, but. <laughs> no. yeah. Paul's a different story. But that's, yeah. Yeah, we, we were hella excited. I like. Like, cause I, we, at the end of the season, like, that, I think that was one of the first things we said when we had lost game seven was, see you later, Latang, because yeah. we well, didn't think he was I'll, be I'll ask back. him, and I'll get back to you guys. Yeah, because... No, just need one more, and that's Malcolm. We just need Malcolm. I don't think it's going to happen, but... Cause I, I don't think I, as long as he doesn't go to Washington, I don't... That's the But it's, it's Washington. Washington always... They pick... Well, they, they like to steal Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, it's that, and Washington, I describe almost as, like, the headhunters of the NHL. Any retired player, or older player they can get their paws on for a year, they will. And they'll have him retire as a capital. I was thinking of Tom Wilson there, and he's a headhunter, but I mean, that's a different kind of headhunter. Yeah. The Capitals are... Uh, the Capitals are kind of like snipers. It's like, once they see a great player out in the open, they take that shot and get him, even a season, two seasons, then he retires as a Capital, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, holy shit, he went to Washington, and we're like, yeah, we're not surprised. Uh, some more, more than... Brian, not more, but sadder news. Uh, Brian Marchman has passed away at the age of 53. Uh, father of Florida Panthers forward Mason Marchman, former Mason Marchman being a former Otter. But um, yeah, so hearts go out to him and his family. Absolutely. To, to the city of San Jose and did their loss over there. Another positive news. Another resigning. Mark Andre Fleury, also known as the Flower, has signed a two-year. $7 million contract with Minnesota Wild. Minnesota. Uh, scrolling through all this. With some other, uh, well, yeah, Colorado Avalanche GM Joe Sakic did, in fact, confirm that goaltender Darcy Kemper will not return to the Colorado Avalanche next, next wow. season. So, you know, just won you a Stanley Cup. But, yeah, see you later. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for your help. But I pretty much... Well, Sorry, I'm going to ask again. A goal, a I goalie say he was like Kemper. Where can you see him landing? That's again, a different again, problem. Again, this question, uh, this answer is going to pop up anytime we ask this. Where can they afford him? Yeah, he now has a cup underneath his belt. Now you, you know he has the experience to lead well, help lead well, the team to the, the final. Who can afford him? Well, One, I, a team I that guess has done pretty well at signing veteran goaltenders in the past, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, because you know how like they Buffalo, they can definitely afford him. Mm. I mean, I believe Chris 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 Anderson, Craig Anderson's gonna be out on his way here very soon. On his way out, he's no, he he age. signed another one year contract. Did he sign another year? He, okay. he did sign another one year, so he's gonna be there for another year. It's just who can afford him and how long are they gonna sign him for? Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Mm. All right, retirement news. Mr. Duncan Keith has decided to retire from the professional hockey league at the age of thirty eight. He played the better parts of 17 seasons with both Chicago and Edmonton and 1,256 games. He's recorded 106 goals and 546, uh, 540 assists. Also, he has three Stanley Cups under his belt as well as two Olympic golds, one world champion silver medalist, two Norris trophies, one Conn Smite, and one uh, Stanley Cup clinching gold back in 2015. Wow. That's a good resume yeah. for him. Another signing, Philip Forsberg, going to be staying in the Smash City for quite some time, an eight-year contract going going to him. So congratulations to Philip Forsberg. Absolutely. <clears throat> going to be getting a big, big, big payday. 
In other news, Toronto Maple Leafs have officially passed the New York Rangers for the longest Stanley Cup drought in 54 years. Some other news, uh, Dylan Strome has, will not be receiving a qualifying offer from the Chicago Blackhawks and will hit the free, agent market Major. free agency market on Major, Wednesday. Right. Yes. All right. Dylan Strome, that's going to be an another big name. Free agent to, to be signed here. Mm -hmm. he'll, probably, he'll probably be signed on Wednesday. As soon as he hits the market, he's going to get signed. By yeah, somebody. absolutely. I see it. Because I want him, I actually want him to see him play. I would, it would even be cool if he would, you know, go to Columbus or Buffalo. We would get to go up and, you know, catch a game or two in Columbus and go watch our old otter. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that officially wraps well, up news-wise. <clears throat> news There's one thing that I forgot to ask at the beginning of the episode. So out of the last ten championship uh, champions, ranked the top ten between tw uh, the 2013 Blackhawks and the 2022 Colorado Avalanche. Like from best to worst teams. Worst to best, number ten. Best. Number ten to number one. So number tens per uh, per NHL analytics. So I'm gonna put Colorado or not Colorado, Chicago rock bottom. Which, which year? Which year? Because they won it three three oh, times. Fuck, you're right. Well, um, twice in this rankings because they only won it twice between uh, 2013 and now. Yeah, you're right. Um, worst, I was, I was honestly going to put the Kings at the worst. Yeah. Which, if I'm not the, mistaken, I think they were a wild card team that year. The 2012 seed or the 20? Well, we're only going well, back 14. to 13. Oh, so. 13. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd say the four, so 14 what, Kings at the bottom. So what's your number 10? Kings or 14? Kings. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with Kyle. I'm going to go Kings because Kyle has a point on that. I'm going to go with the Kings. Okay. What's your number 9? Nine. Um, I'm gonna go Colorado. They've only won the or, yeah, because they've only had the one in the last ten years. But that doesn't. It's not really what we're basing it off of. So you're saying that they're the worst, like the ninth worst team that has won the Stanley Cup in the past ten years. Oh, okay. Or ninth best. Well, we should, we should give him a couple minutes for this to process for him. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna, this is where I'm gonna I think this is where I'm gonna put the thirteen Blackhawks because I know. That, that was the, probably the worst out of the three that they won, was the, the 13 team. Well, we're only considering two of them. Yeah, the 13, correct. yeah. yeah. So I was going to say Blackhawks, the 13. I'll just agree with these two, then. All right, number eight. Eight. I think this is where I'm going to put the St. Louis Blues, the 2019 St. Louis Blues. Nah, Jeff, you ain't looking. Oh. You ain't fucking looking, bitch. Long and look, but you ain't looking. That's, yeah, the Blues were a great team, but I think they're again one of those teams they, they kind of crawled into the playoffs last couple of weeks of the season. I'm gonna go the 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, agree with Jeffy on that one. I'm gonna go the Penguins. Okay, I'll go through the bottom three first. Okay. Number ten was the 2019 St. Louis Blues. Okay, wow. that was closer on that one. Okay. Then number nine was the 2018 Washington Capitals. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Number eight, Jeff was partially right. The Pittsburgh Penguins for the 2017 team. Mm. They put the 17 Penguins lower than the 16. Yeah. We were better in 2017. All right, we'll, we'll do the the next four then. So the number seven. I'm going to go this. Oh. So 17, 18, 19 is taken out of the picture. Okay. In this case, and this is where I think I'm going to put the Kings at number seven. Okay. Um, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna go the 17 Penguins. The 16 Penguins. The 16 Penguins, yeah. I'm gonna go the 2020 Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. That is a, that's a bold one. Can I see it? Not yet. <laughs> so we did, just did the number seven. We're going to do the number 16. Okay. Number six. Almost said Vegas. Why did I do that? Um, they well, they won and no, no. They, did not win. Th they went to the finals. That yeah, that's what I was thinking of. This is where I think I'll put the 15 Blackhawks. Okay, number six. I will put the the LA Kings. The 2014 run. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, um, fuck it. I'll agree with Jeffy. Um, my playoffs from like seven, 17 and back are real rusty. Uh, what's the number five? Number five, I think this is where I'll put the 16 Penguins. Okay. I was going to say that's for the 16 <coughs> Penguins. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, and last but not least, the number four. What this round? Um, uh, um, this is where I'll put the 2020 Lightning. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to put Lightning. the 2021 Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. So... You guys are, like, some of you were right in certain spots, some of you guys were wrong. The number seven was the 2021 Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? Wow. wow. Number six, Jeff, you got this right, the 2014 LA Kings. That a boy, Jeffy. The number five, Kyle, you got this right, the 2016 Penguins. And then number four? It was the 2015 Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. All right, final three. Got three years left. So we, um, so we have, um, 13 still? 13, 18, or 13, 20, 22. 13, 20, 22. Uh, last three. Alright, number three. 13 has got to be third. Yeah. Yeah. What did they say is better? 20 Lightning or the 22? Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go 13 and third. I'm going to go 22 second. I'm going to go 21 first. I'm... I'm gonna swap the the abs in it. Well, abs and lightning. So abs are number one. Lightning at second. I'm gonna do the Blackhawks on th third, lightning second, and then the abs in first. Okay. Number three team, the 2020 Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. Okay. Does that take it out? Who's the number one? If you tell me Chicago, I'm walking out of the room. Probably in Chicago. It's it's probably it's, it's, the, yeah. it's either it's probably I'm betting anybody. Nobody's been better than the Avalanche. The Avalanche are number two in Chicago. I say it was there. The Avalanche are number two in Chicago's number one. Bill was completely wrong. Okay. What? I, I figured. The 2013 Chicago Blackhawks take the silver medal. The Colorado Avalanche. Whatever this article is, is trying to tell me that the Blackhawks are better than the Avs were this year. I was gonna walk. I out. was as, gonna. As soon as as soon as, as, soon as Kyle said the number one, I was like. Damn, I should, I should tell him congrats because he actually won. Because I was going to say, I was going to try so to... I had get... that in the back of my head from the start that I knew that they so, were going to be number one. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Please talk to I was going to try to get these two to flop over with me just to join the dark side, and we all get it wrong, but, you know, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> all right, time to move over to the NHL trade tracker. Obviously, everything that has happened between July 7th and today, because obviously anything before that... Obviously, we went over in previous episodes. Obviously, that being the Nashville Predators acquired Ryan McDonough. Mm. Yeah. So the first one we're going over: the Colorado Avalanche will acquire goaltender Alexander Gordiev, uh, yeah, Gordiev yeah. okay. from the Rangers for a, a third and fifth round pick in 2022, which obviously they picked, and I forget who they picked, yeah. and a third round pick in 2023. Okay. This one, 
hurt us as former Otter fans. Ottawa Senators, not former Otter fans, but Otter fans, being a former Otter here. Ottawa Senators acquire forward Alex Debrinkit from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for the number seven pick in the 2022 draft and the second round pick in the 2022 draft and a third round pick in the 24 draft. Yeah. So that, that one hurt, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa, don't get me wrong. Ottawa definitely got, like, stole. Yes. Oh, yeah. they, they, they robbed your brink off. <laughs> they abs think. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised they were able to get that out so of. The, 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 I can just imagine, imagine Chicago's front office calling Alex into the front office. He goes, got some good news for you. You're being traded. Yes, go! The bad news Ottawa. is. The bad <laughs> Great! Fuck! <laughs> um, this one surprised me. Houston to St. Louis. You mean to or Detroit? To Detroit. I read it backwards. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. That, so, I forgot. Huso to Detroit, and St. Louis receives a 2022 third round pick. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good steal. Um, coming. Yeah. Detroit's yeah. getting another great goaltender. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now Alex See, Velkovic and Vili I wonder Vili. how well, Ethan will well, think of that well, one. What I've noticed, but you. Somebody said about Buffalo picking up old goaltenders. That's how Detroit has been the last few seasons, too. Detroit has been that type of team. I mean, just, not really. They, they've been going after the younger. I mean, they, they had Jimmy Howard. They held on to him for way too long. And they had yeah. Jonathan Bernier this offseason, which they held on to him for way too long. Um, yeah, I mean, Detroit, they're stacking up. Like, I've seen a lot of people. I can honestly see Detroit making a push for the playoffs this year with, with how many moves that they have made and how much, how much shit that they've done this offseason. Yeah, I, I can really honestly see Detroit making a true push for the playoffs this year. Don't get me wrong; they, they, it's going to be close. They're going to they, be they, really close this year. They have made like leaps and bounds comparatively to last year being you know basement teams. Now they're a couple of points out of like, the, that wild card spot in the Atlantic, but like but they, I can very easily see them being like, just shy of the playoffs fifth fifth spot in the, the division. May, maybe being the the Vegas Golden Knights. Might be, like, like, maybe maybe two... be the first year in a long time where they finish over five hundred. I'll be honest. I might even put them making that. I might put them squeaking into that fourth spot. It's, I mean, it's possible. I'm, gonna third, with, I'm, with, not, I'm not cutting them out this year. No, neither with, am I. Especially with the two great goaltenders. Every other year, the past five, six years, that have been like not a chance in hell. But yeah. this is the first year where I'm like, they might do it this year. I'm gonna again. I'm gonna say Swan they're just ball. gonna squeak in that fourth spot and maybe lose in the second round, depending who they match up with. You know, I can see just. just I can see Detroit possibly. I can see Detroit possibly making playoffs, going through the first round, and then losing just to a destructive second round team. But that's personally just me. All right. In other news, the New York Islanders have acquired defenseman Alexander Romanov in a fourth round pick in 2022 from the Canadiens in exchange for the 13th pick in the 2022 NHL draft. I think that was a steal, honestly. Romanov, he's he's a pretty he's a, I mean, he just hasn't had a chance to show what he really has being down there up there in Montreal. I, mean, I, th- I think he, he this might be a breakout year for him up in up mm-hmm. Long Island. Which, I mean, kind of makes room for their, their next trade. The Canadians obviously acquire forward Kirby Dock from the Blackhawks in exchange for the number 13 pick and a third-round pick in 2022. So pretty much they pick up the 13th-round pick and ship it right off to Chicago for a young forward in Kirby Dock. Yeah, so yeah. They're clearly going to be in rebuild yeah. in Chicago. Blackhawks, yeah. I mean, sending out two of their biggest young guys there, being DeBrinkin and Dock, and then Strom is going to be here soon to follow, yeah. testing free agency. But obviously, Chicago also acquires another trade: Peter Mrazek and the twenty-fifth, uh, the twenty-fifth pick in the draft from Toronto in exchange for its second-round pick in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. 
So trying to trying to salvage something out of all all the miraculous trades they made. It's worth it, yeah. Like I think we were saying a little bit earlier, how Arizona's kind of stacking up this offseason. They acquired Ford Zach Cassian, or sorry, yeah, Ford Zach Cassian, a twenty. A, I cannot speak. I'm sorry. Ford Zach Cassian and the number twenty nine overall pick in this year's draft, a third round pick and a second round pick in exchange for the thirty two overall pick in this year's draft. And they've also acquired the number eleven pick in the twenty uh, in this year's draft from San Jose in exchange for the number twenty seven pick and two second round picks in the twenty two draft. Damn. So, Kyle, <laughs> yeah. Kyle does have a point. Obviously, Bill will spit out the the first trade in July 8th, but Billy, who's still going to do, uh, yeah, Detroit? Yeah, that, that's my fault. I got lost in the mix. And then, obviously, New Jersey Devils acquired another goaltender and uh, Vitek Vanacek from the Capitals in exchange for a second round and a third round pick in 2022. And then, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers acquired defenseman Tony D'Angelo in a seventh the 17th round pick in the 2022 draft from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for a fourth round pick in the 2022 draft and a third conditional pick in the 2023 draft and second um, in the 2024 NHL draft. Yeah, pretty much moving up around every year for the next three years. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Gr- great pickup by the Flyers there. I mean, I hate to see it. I hate to see them get anybody good. But I mean, they're, they're working on. Their San Angelo's not good. They're working on their he, defense. You, you got to realize like what little D'Angelo's done with the Blue Coats, and he, he practically got carried with the Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, just yeah. like the Avalanche carried Jack Johnson. I mean, they're pretty much. Jack Johnson's got a cup though. Guess who doesn't? <laughs> in, in all fairness, he was carried, and yeah, well, three. could you Pink see? Pink was some... at three could in you... the past like twelve years. Well, so. could you guys see someone building a, a line around him? No. No. You don't think? No. He's a bottom three. Uh, he's a bottom pair in defenseman at best. Gotcha. On a good day. Yeah. Uh, the San Jose Sharks also acquired forward Luke Coonan from the Nashville Predators in exchange for forward John Leonard and a third round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And the Chicago Blackhawks have acquired forward Liam Gorman, which is a prospect from uh, Pittsburgh, in exchange for a sixth round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. I think that wraps it up for players involved. We're not going to go over every single trade that was made just for draft picks because, I mean, the draft is over now, so we obviously know where what those ended up being and where those went. So Yeah. Uh, speaking of the draft, first overall draft pick to the Montreal Canadiens. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name. I'm going to butcher it as it is. I'm going to let, let Kyle even try this. I thought it was going to be easy, but it did not end up being no. Shane Wright. I so. was so surprised it wasn't him. The way I was looking at this, I was trying to, my hardest to pronounce it. Down. I want to say it's Yaraj Slakovsky. I'm going, to, I'm going to trust Kyle because by far. Do like Yaraj yeah. or Yaraj. I'm guessing yeah. it's like maybe one of those J's has to be silent. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to trust Kyle because by far he's the best in studio for pronouncing some of these foreign names. Yeah. For, for sure, but like Shane Wright, who was predicted to go number one, ended up going number four overall to the Seattle Kraken. Whoa. Poor, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. I, I remember the quote he said after the draft. He's like, I'm going to play with a, a chip on my shoulder and like demolish these teams. And he's going to end up with like four goals and six assists in 82 games played this season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting that now. Like That's that's how he's going to end up. I mean, Seattle just doesn't score. So. <laughs> well, you got, you got to think how... Bad Alex uh, Lafreniere did his, his couple for the uh, first couple seasons. Honestly, he did first not bad plus. this. Well, play, playoff well, he, wise, he, he did he did pretty good in the playoffs this year. But yeah, yeah regular season wise, he he's fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, what I, I, said, I wouldn't say sucks, but he just hasn't. He's been stuck on the third or fourth line. He just hasn't really had yeah. a lot of ice time to be able to show what he can do. Yeah. I, I still don't. I don't think that he 
did very well. So yeah, well with with Kraken, it's just it's still that team chemistry. They have a solid base. It's just that chemistry that they need to you know get everything rocking and rolling. Another news, obviously, uh, current order, uh, Kairou. Kairou! Has been drafted to the oh, Dallas gosh. Stars, 50th overall, will become the 43rd Otter overall to be drafted in the NHL. That's awesome. Yeah. Obviously, the only he, one that... I mean, he was the one that we knew or kind of was, was hoping was going to end up getting... Because it was going to be him or, so, or possibly Sova was going to... We, we, we knew, like, if any player was going to be drafted first, it was going to be Kairou because... You know, Kyrie. Well, Nolan Lalonde was already invited, has been invited to the Pittsburgh Penguins development camp. So, which that could be. Pr- that's pretty cool. Honestly, if he makes it, it would be kind of cool to actually possibly see him in the future, yeah. dressed in Se- the black and gold. Several years down the road, with how how deep their goaltender core is, but like still, that's that's freaking amazing. Yeah. All right. So, our main topic is we are going to recap. Kind of the season, but we're going to do our top 10 favorite moments from just... Like, us personally, yeah. from this season specifically, whether it be yes. playoffs, regular season. Because I know, what, two weeks ago we did our like our top 10 all-time favorite Pl- playoff moments. Yeah. But this, right, this episode specifically is our top 10 favorite moments of this season specifically. Yeah. So, yep. I'll, I'll start because I think I'm the only one who has two honorable mentions and yeah. an actual full top 10. Okay. So my two honorable mentions. Number one is Claude Drew finally gets out of Philadelphia, goes to Florida at the trade deadline. Obviously, it doesn't go far with them getting swept in the second round, but it doesn't matter. So, yeah, and then, the Flyers did. True. <laughs> and the second one is Mr. Vander Kane gets suspended while he's still in San Jose because he's. I uh, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's, that's one of your favorite moments, is getting suspended? Yeah. Nice. I, don't, I don't like him. Straight I mean, we like all him. don't. Nice. All right, but well, I think you're the only one, other one with a, a number 10, right? Yeah. So why don't you start with the number 10? So starting at the bottom, I, I have Kel McCarr winning the Norris. Okay. I Kel McCarr is just one he of was, those players who he's deserved it for the last few years. He now. is he he's incredible. And he finally, this year, yeah. this year, he cemented it in. Oh. Yeah, like, like, I can't even put into words how incredible he was this year, man. Just mm-hmm. You couldn't get a shot past that dude. No, like, no, so no. I know he's a defenseman. I'm like, you, you could not get past that dude. And he was, literally, he was, get a shot he was literally letting his body hit the floor for him. Like, he was, See oh what he did there? God, he's unbelievable. All right, my top ten. Connor with Jesus. Obviously, at the end of the regular season, he had scored 123 points. All, all regular season, which is well before his prime, which is Fucking scary. I say he's not even in his prime. It's fucking scary. It's scary. Yeah. It is. So to be able to see him do this now, before he's actually, you know, I mean, I know he's a, a quote unquote veteran of the NHL now, but like, yeah, j- just to do it th- this yeah. early, it's only only being what 23, 24 years of age and is considered yeah. a veteran. That's that's insane. He, he's like twenty six. Is he older? He, he's older than me. Yeah. I think he has 17 he was drafted. I forget he's, or 15 he was 15, drafted. 15 he was drafted. Yeah, 17 he got drafted to the OHL. Damn. No. 17 he got drafted. 15. 15. Oh, I thought it was 17. Even though we just said that, Bob. <laughs> I thought he was talking with the OHL. I'm sorry. Jimmy, no. number, number 10. Um, kind of going with Colin, but any incredible highlight Connor McDavid had this year, like breaking through, 
just Connor and David. Just general. Connor and Mick yeah. David, like some of the incredible. Doom is, is is magic. Work I say, yeah. I say yeah. breaking through a whole like offensive and defensive line of the Rangers and the Winnipeg Jets earlier in the, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, every time Connor McDavid does it, I always think of the Kool Aid Man breaking through the walls. Oh yeah, and he's just there for <laughs> a puck. After he scores, he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah, he breaks through the wall with a hockey stick. Oh yeah, and he takes a slap shot, and the light goes off. And one of mine, I guess you could technically say I have ten men, but if I said this, I said including all of Trevor Zegers' Michigan's that he pulled out. Yeah, yeah. That was all actually, three of them that he pulled. I out. say that was one of mine too. <laughs> Because I say technically can say I have ten if you can consider all three of them that would fill in my two my my two avoided spots. But yeah. well, there's that one against Buffalo, the one against I think the other one was Ottawa. Like he, he, he dude's insane, man. Yeah. Should have should have won the caller. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goal, speaking of goals, my number nine was Austin Matthews breaking that six to goal Patso this season. Obviously coming in the game number eighty one for yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs, he finally broke the six to goal Patso. Yeah. And again, the Boris pride. Yeah. Although he can't make it out of the first round. He, he at least showed up for the playoffs this year. They, he didn't show up for the playoffs last year. True. I think mean, Steve Dangle could be happy about something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my number nine, another trophy, uh, Kopitar winning the Messier Leadership Award. Okay. Because he's one of those players where he, you know, especially with a team like L.A., he definitely was that leader this year. Yeah, he's, the, sure. he's the leader L.A. needs. And will has need and probably is still going to have for the, the next couple of years. Yeah. I know he's getting up there in age. He's about thirty four now, thirty five. But one another one, um, kind of going and get when during the Buffalo and Penguins game, Malcolm Subban's incredible, what incredible right. save that he had during that overtime game series, the one that you it went wasn't to. Over, it wasn't in overtime. It was like early in the first. It was like late no, in the first I'm just saying the game that okay, ended yeah. up going to overtime. Yeah, that one. That was full. I, was on the other, I ended up being on the other end of the ice for that, but that was oh, I'm such thinking, an I'm, unbelievable save. I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong game. The, the, you're thinking, uh, you guys talk about the game in Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The one where Malcolm Subin had that. It's not a ridiculous save. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, one of mine, I had to throw this on here, Penguins and Rangers going to three overtimes. Like... <sighs> <laughs> that was. I, mean, I think this was on my my opt-in playoff moments, I re- but I had to throw it in this this year's. I think what's so funny, kind of like I don't think I've sweat in more in two hours than I did during that those three overtimes. I just think what was so funny about that. I was at a concert that night, and all I heard was, ding ding, going to going to first overtime, ding, going to second over, and then I just hear you ding, guys, <laughs> ding, Casey the Smith went down, <laughs> ding, end of second overtime. <laughs> Yeah. Just the series of events that happened, and it's just that, I think we are still able to pull that off. And was it Malkin got the game? Malkin got Malkin, Malkin got Malkin the game. Marino. Yeah. Yeah. That all, all like all well almost a hundred minutes that were played in that game were so nail biting and just unbelievable. Back and, I, back I would, and forth I, in that second I, period, I remember. And I, I remember at the end of the game, I told these guys, "Hey, can we technically get the win for game two? Because that was almost full two, <laughs> two right, like regular games there." So can we, can we be up two games and nothing with after that? Like, yeah. That was one of mine, so... That was an r- incredible game. Yeah, it was. So we go to Colin. So for the number eight yes. this time. Uh, Jack, or not that one. Uh, the Flyers going on the 13-game losing <sighs> streak. Nice. Yeah. I, I felt so good after they lost the 13th game. I was like... This is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> I was like, fan, this is the moment I'm waiting for. 
14, 14. Buffalo decides to go ruin and lose the game in Philadelphia, but if only they would have lost on a Friday the 13th to make it even better. <laughs> that 14. Four. That was, four. Four. That was, I forgot about that. That was pretty good. So, yeah, I, so, I remember yeah. that. Um, one of mine was a topic we touched on, one of the trades, and I said Husa to Detroit. Was that? Vile Husa. That's one of your favorite moments of the year? I think just because Detroit has been needing a rebuild. And it's been one of those things. Has been. They have been. That's what I'm. That's what I meant. So being that they have two solid goaltenders now, they can build the team around the goaltenders. I know they've been trying, but they're not successful at it. Stevie Y has been doing a good job in in the motor. So, and I think that I trust in Stevie Y to. Yeah, well, I think that's the biggest reason this one of mine is just to you know. I'd like to see Detroit at least go over five hundred. I, I can, One of like, these this is the first year where I can actually see it happening. Yeah, Ethan is probably still out there being like, "You're fucking stupid." No, they're not. We suck. Like, yeah. no, this is like I actually believe, I like, believe this could be the year. Yeah, I said I already am gonna predict next season they're gonna at least bump up at least another SWAT in the standings. Yeah, I can see them. Pushing one that by wild card spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah. gonna be one of those like they're. In, I know they got eliminated pretty early. Like I'd say, like early March, they officially got eliminated. It's gonna be wait until like early April when they get if they do get eliminated this year. It's gonna be yeah. towards the very like one of those last few games of the season. Uh, again, what Vegas did disaster. It was the final night of the regular season when they finally got eliminated. Yeah. When Dallas forced overtime. Yeah. That's gonna happen to Detroit. Yeah. Mm. Kind of speaking of Detroit, that. Football game that the Detroit Red Wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs had. That was one of mine. I was, I was gonna take the honor of this because I was gonna do my uh, my impressions here. It was ten to seven. <laughs> Alright, I, I put in parentheses mostly specifically for Dangle's video. Is why yeah. this is on there. Just the video that came from that. Just him losing his absolute mind after a win, and he's losing his mind. Because <laughs> it should have happened, especially against. The Red was seven to two going into the third period, <laughs> and ended ten to seven. Touchdown, Detroit. <laughs> we, we don't get to hear that much out of the Lions, but out of the Red Wings, <laughs> we're all teams. Yeah, seriously. Um, I have Obi moving up the leaderboard for all-time goals. Yeah, leaderboard. Lead a boat, yeah. I say now that he's third. Yeah. I'm like he's only two away from now. He's what, only how how he, Mr. Hockey uh, and, yep. and the great one. You know, know how he is because he scores goals, dumbass. <laughs> All right. You Come walked. On. You walked with that one or skated with that one. <laughs> All Jeffy, right. What's your, what's your next one here, man? Um. Just in general, that whole. Col- I'm kind of going back to when we talked about our whole Columbus trip. That was just, just a bl- that, that game in general. Just, so, in it was general. just yeah, it was just a blast because yeah. that was our one of knocked off one of a bucket list arena off yeah. of all the NHL arenas. Um, I'm like that game was just was a lot of. So, oh my god! Just be, being taunted, taunting right back, and you know being the bigger man at the end and winning, and uh, them coming over to us and giving us the handshakes and telling us good game, kind of like we had to go do in Buffalo when we lost. Mm. Um, but that, that was that was fun. It was. Like that, that, the whole trip in general was fun. Oh, yeah. The game, you know, we went to that other world place. But that whole trip in general was <laughs> But that's been there for 100 years, Bod. <laughs> okay, that's what I wanted. Uh, my number five. I could say, I guess my top five are all pretty much in order here. Connor McDavid's oh. overtime series winner against Calgary. 
that game yeah. five. Just oh. that, that, how electric that was and the, his celebration. And We're already in the top five? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I missed my seven to five. I didn't even say well, it. So I, I only had... Five. I only had like eight, so. Okay. That's yeah, that's your icon. I'm on my sixth right now, so you and I still have a few to go. Yeah, Connor, right. Connor McDavid, his, his, so that just the celebration that that followed it, and it was just it's one of the most electric goals that I've seen in recent playoff history. All right, for us to catch up to our top five, we're gonna start off. Right number seven was Jack Eichel finally rehabs, gets healthy, and returns to NHL action. First time in a couple of years yeah. that he's actually done it because you know. The toxicity of the Sabres management. Yep. Uh, number six, speaking of Jack Eichel, him and the Vegas Golden Knights don't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That was, quite honestly, one of the most surprising things that happened. I mean, I'm not surprised with, um, like, how many injuries they had this season, but I um, that was kind of surprising, especially since that was their first time in their franchise missing the playoffs. Yeah. And number five, speaking of the playoffs, for fucking crying out loud, Jack Johnson and his dead weight finally becomes the Stanley Cup champion. You, know, you actually he, do have wonderful in your favorite moments. I know. I, and you I, feel I, a soft spot for Jack Johnson. <laughs> as much as I absolutely hate Jack Johnson, and as much, as much of dead weight as he is, he finally wins the Stanley Cup, first time in his almost 17 years in his, in his career. Yeah. Um, mine, before I get into my top five, uh, Canadians retire Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur, uh, Guy Lafleur, however you say his name. Take your time; it's okay. Yeah, they retired his jersey number. No, that, that was yeah, that was pretty. And yeah. that gave me goosebumps. I think one of you guys were over here watching the game, maybe not, but that gave me goosebumps watching that mm-hmm. jersey go up. Kind of speaking of jersey retirements, um, mine was the King Hendrik Lundqvist's jersey retirement. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was going to be one of mine, but I had Marlowe. I say as much as not as much as it over the years watching, like playing against him, like it was always annoying that like keep him saving all those shots. But he's a, an amazing goaltender, so kind of watching his jersey finally get raised to the rafters of MSG. That was. I kind of emotions behind him, and, and, spe- and especially with his, you know, longtime friend, former teammate, you know, like like that was that was definitely something special to see for anybody. Rangers fan, Lundqvist fan, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's special. Uh, yeah. Jump down to my number four here. Um, this is where I have Austin Matthews scoring number sixty. I mean, just again, he, his breakout year. It's just scary that he's. Again, also not even in his prime, and he's scoring 60 goals, and he's yeah. not even in his prime yet. Yeah. So he's, How he's old only, is... He's only like 24, 25. Okay, wow. he was drafted in first in 17. What's his Oops. name? Se- uh, second. Austin oh, no, Matthews. I'm sorry, first Matthews. round. Because it was Lyon and then yeah. Pierre. Yeah. I mean, he's he's amazing, dude. I mean, oh, as much yeah. as a lot of people might hate him. He I thought he was for, in for his... For his stash in general. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought he was in his 30s. I didn't think he was I say... I've always... Austin Matthews. He's 24. Wow, I thought it was a lot. I thought it was his birthday, September seventeenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Fuck, I'm older than him. <laughs> Fuck, Surprise. Yeah, I. <laughs> I thought I thought he was like late twenties, but um, for starting my top five, I have Patrick Marlowe passing Gordy Howe in games played. That wasn't this year. That was, that was last year. That was last Fuck. year. Oops. Um. Oh. Another one was. Mark Andre Fleury getting his 500th career yeah. win of 
I think what was just cool about the even being on the road, getting a sh- not only a shutout, but Montreal was just con- even though they lo- Montreal lo- lost, like the fans were just like chanting flower. Fl- was he on Minnesota when he was there, or was he on Chicago still? He was with Chicago. Was he still Chicago? Okay. Like, I can remember how early on in the season it was. It was earlier in the season. Mm. All right, I guess I'll, I'll start out with my number four. Uh, Jeffy did say this earlier. Connor McJesus puts on a frigging clinic against Winnipeg and the Rangers with his puck animal skills. Yeah. Yeah. Just a one one man wrecking machine. Oh, uh, that's why there's, he's there's, with there's nothing that that I'm, I'm still convinced that that dude is not from this planet. No. <laughs> he did not grow up here. Like you cannot no. tell me that he grew up or even in Canada. Like he's no. he did not grow up on this planet. That's why I said we're lucky enough we actually got <laughs> yeah. to see him play in yeah. in the area for fifteen bucks. The same we watched one of the greatest hockey players of all time for fifteen bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. On a, on yeah. a week on a weekend night like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something. That's why um, he's one of my favorite Eri- former Erie Otters. He's, gonna be one of my, he's always going to be my favorite former Erie Otter. Mm-hmm. Um, Malkin and Latang stay in Pittsburgh. I was thrilled when... Well, Malkin's not confirmed, not yet, confirmed but, yet, but there were rumors going around, and well, at least Tanger. I'm happy. Yeah. I say when I was much, watching the draft, um, Hackstall said he, they're... Really? That's what it was. They're, they're, yeah. work, they're currently working on a deal. They yeah. wanted to stay, but it's a matter of how well, long that's, versus... That's what really it was. Excited. I thought I... it was really cool how they brought out Latang to make that call, call that first pick yeah. selection. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, I know you just re-signed a contract, but announced a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, but it was one of those things where, you know, I know Paul doesn't like Tanger, but all <laughs> of us have a little soft spot for him, and it's yeah. like, you know... It's a love-hate kind of... Yeah. But... I'd him. much I'd much rather him stay in Pittsburgh and go to you know Washington, or somewhere else where you know if he's going over to a rival he's going to dominate. Yeah. All right, my number three, Marty Saint Louis officially becomes the bench boss of Montreal. I forgot about that. As much as I would love to see him either with the Blue Coats or hell even with Tampa. Yeah. You know what I, a place where he's kind of dominated and they set his name up in the rafters, be like one one of the dominant players for their franchise. Mm. So, it, regardless, he's he's in the, he's in the, a coach of the major leagues. So yeah, my number three. This is one that I'm guarantee a lot of you guys may have forgotten about. This was like probably first five games of the season. Hendricks Lapierre, his first NHL goal. Yeah, Just I like said, how I said, crazy and electric T.J. Oshie was going from picking yeah. up like. Bear hugging him like that, that's right because he he grew up adoring Alexander Ovechkin yeah and like he even got an autograph from Ovi and like now cool. now like this day and age like got to it, sit next to him on the bench and, like like holy shit I'm, the screenshot of him next to the bench like Ovi like wrestling with him on yeah. the bench like, like, the fact that as soon as like, he scored the goal Oshie picked him up and gave him like the big old bear hug like I just thought I, that was one of the coolest things ever like, yeah. It, it was, even though it was the capital happening, the capital scoring, well, like, it was one of the most again, the coolest moments well, of the year. That's why I love the sport of hockey, because in football, the rookie gets a touchdown, they're like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. In <laughs> hockey, it's like, holy shit, hey, you, kid, you, you did you, it. You, you scored a NHL exactly. goal. Like, you, you scored a goal. I don't care about if you paid for the, like, the Coyotes or the yeah. Cowboys. Really you can even play for it. the Flyers. If you're a rookie for the Flyers, you get your first goal. Hey, hats off to you. I can't you, do even that. Even in baseball, you know, sometimes, you know, a rookie will hit his first home run. They'll give him the silent treatment. They'll clear the dugout. And he gets back, and there's nobody there to celebrate with them. Yeah. Like, football's yeah. like the only sport that doesn't do something fun for a, a first or like a, well, like a milestone. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was, like, it was so cool to see, like, just how yeah. happy he was and just, see, just seeing Oshi just hug the shit out of him, like, it was... I thought that was cool to tell. I, I think, love, yeah. I love that. I think my favorite yeah. hockey tradition is how they give you the taped puck. Uh, like, first NHL career yeah. point or first yeah. NHL career... Point, I, goal, goal. Oshi got one for his... 500, what was it? He made the milestone that he got the tape puck last year or two years ago. Oshi. Or not Oshi, uh, Ovi. It's been 700. That's what I think it was. The 700th, you know, every 100 points you get a tape puck. You can display that. One that just came out just recently. Nathan McKinnon finally, finally winning the Stanley Cup. Yep. All right. So I have two more. The first one I have, because you guys already said the Malkin one. First one I have is Flurry getting out of Chicago and going to Minnesota. So for me, going back to what Bobo said with Alex Ovechkin and his seventh right, right, career goal, moving into third all-time goals, and obviously, yeah, yeah, I mean that's so much closer to Mr. Hawk himself and the great one. Yep, as much as. Fucking hate playing against Alex Ovechkin on ice. You gotta. He, I respect the hell out of him as a, oh, as, a, as a goal scorer and as a human being. So. Absolutely. And then my last one. Same. Are we? I guess we can just skip those oh, two. That's yeah. fine. Don't worry about uh, it. Yeah. Bro. Fuck you. I my thought. Two, I thought they. I don't had, want to talk anyway. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> my number two gotta go to Crosby scoring goal number five hundred. Yeah. yeah. That's just. Of course, doing it against. Of all teams, it had to be against the Philadelphia Flyers, which made it that much better. <laughs> On Yager's 50th birthday, his 50th goal against the Flyers, goal number 500. Awesome. I mean, Sidney Crosby, amazing, amazing career, obviously. He's not done yet. You know, captain, my captain. He's to play at least another four or five seasons, so might so, even be able to see that number pass six to 700. He's what, 30? 36. He's 36. Okay. Wow, he, so much I think he's 34. No, 35. He's born in 87. So 30 35. He'll be 35 like next month. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, I think him and I, or him, I think he has a close birthday to August 7th. Yeah. Yeah, August 7th. I say he's two days, I say he's two days after my sister's birthday. Um, And then Kyle mentioned it earlier. Trevor Zegers is incredible, like Michigan goals that he had. (laughs) How did he not win the Calder with those? I know. From those alone, he should have won the Calder. He should have. I, I mean, more excited. I mean, no disrespect to him. He obviously deserved it as well. But I yeah. Uh, I, did, I did think that little, that little diss he put on his parents was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> My last but not least, Toronto loses in the first round once again. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised that one of you bozos put that on there. I figured I'd do it just to for shit. Let me guess who is your number one, too? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> I, well, you guys already said my number one, so. Uh, Kyle, what's your number one? My number one? Is where I put the Columbus trip. I mean, yeah. just in general, the whole the whole entire trip itself was was a yeah. blast. I almost whether, whether it was two days or if it would have yeah. been a week, like it was it was a lot of fun. It oh, was yeah. just, just the experience of finally getting to see nationwide, getting to see the cannon, getting mm-hmm. scared the shit out of by the cannon. Oh my! All, all four, all four, not, not all four of us. I think it was a pregame. I think it was fun. I was like, it's funny. Like we knew it was gonna happen. We, we didn't, didn't know, know when. when. Yeah. <laughs> like before they even did the introduction, just went. But I think all four of us. We did. What I was gonna say is we were all like, because I remember we were sitting there and they had the spit well they had the smoke going down and we were all getting giddy we're like holy shit they're gonna shoot the cannon and we're all kind of like when the fuck are they gonna shoot the cannon and then they started announcing and we got distracted and then boom, boom. And it's like all four yeah. of us jumped we, yeah because i think was, we were like 
when the pens were coming out, we're like, yeah, and then well, boom. <laughs> well, it was funny because I heard the guys behind us chuckle because they were. Uh, they were Columbus fans, and, and they, know, like, and they heard like, us. They heard us chuckle, and the, and the one dude leaned over to me. Goes, "That scared you guys, didn't?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, it did." He's like, "Yeah, welcome to Columbus," and I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." That was incredible. The, game, that, the, the Mark yeah. Freeman save uh, on the goal line. Oh yeah, the, the game winner from Casey. Casey so. Smith better have bought him dinner after the oh, game. I'm sure. Oh, he, yeah. I'm sure he bought dinner. Really <laughs> dinner and a blowjob. I swear. <laughs> Jeff, you would sort of And my number one, it's got to be the Erie Otters' home opener. After 594 days, yeah. like yeah. not having Otters hockey in Erie, it was just was the atmosphere. I, mean, I guess we didn't specify NHL moments. We just said top 10 hockey moments of the, of the season. So, I mean, yeah. That's kind of why I brought them like it had, yeah. like, like not having that hockey here for not that, for over for a the, year and a half. Yeah. It Long was. Time. Yeah, seriously. And then not only. Was it a good game? It ended in a unique way with a penalty shot in overtime. Yeah. And then I did it. About and then that. did it twice that season. We I forgot about it. Game, a game one season and game 67 of the season. If only it was two games. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't go over my number one. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I shared with these guys, you know, when the announcement came out, and I'm sh- I shared with them earlier this evening. But I, I one that definitely gave me goosebumps as soon as I saw the video and as soon as they sent these guys that video of the Buffalo Sabres announcing <sighs> Ryan Miller's I, jersey retirement. I forgot you know, about date, that. Date, date TBA, but was that, that? that's one that I, you know, I, I was so happy for. And me I, too. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of started I did too. crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go see that game. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give a fuck what it cost. Yeah. I'm going to go see that, that game. That would I be say a... he's a, like one of my, besides Mark Andre for he was one of my favorite goaltenders. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. why I, I'm hoping to eventually find a Team USA. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to finally see him join RJ up in the yeah. Raptors well, as his official jersey. How about this? If you find cheap enough tickets, let us know. Because maybe the three, of you will, the three of us will tag along. We'll just sit somewhere else. I say that's but, kind of why... It, I want to find a Team USA. Yeah, Ryan that Miller jersey. Cool. But I just want to find a Ryan Miller jersey in general. Yeah, just, just to be there and I mean, I, I, with him. And I, I have a bright back Buffalo Sabres jersey, so that would, you could always yeah, you can get it embroidered or something. All right, guys, uh, that'll do it for not only this episode forty of season two. <sighs> But for season two as a whole. This is episode 40 of the season? This is episode 40. Wow. So long, long, season. long season. I think Obviously the longest of the two seasons. And many, many more to come. I think, si- I think 60 overall. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Well, um, Next season we'll be hitting the big yeah. triple digits most likely. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not most likely. We're, we, we, we are going to hit it. It's going to be towards yeah. the end. So it's like we're going to have a lot of... Might, well, have, I'll, might I'll be pushing playoff time by the time we get that. Well, obviously we missed a couple because of uh, the holiday break. I... Like, oh, COVID. COVID. like we might be pushing playoffs once the 100th episode hits. So yeah. Yeah. that's going to be a hell of a hanger. Yeah, uh, a holiday break, COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. Olympics. Uh, Olympics. So it's going to be end of regular season. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, all of us in the studio want to thank you for an amazing season two of the Bug Posters podcast. We've never reached, what, almost, almost a thousand lifetime listens at this point or yeah. downloads, which is more than uh, we I'm, ever thought I'm, we were going to get. I'm, I'm, yeah. Only a year into Not even right. a year into Not two. even. August. August. It was just before my birthday last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. from the bottom of all of our hearts here in the studio, we thank every one of you listeners. 
And keep, you know, we'll... I'll take it from here, but we'll <laughs> shut up. No, I know you So, are. obviously, you know, you'll be hearing from more of us, well, not more of us, all of us throughout the offseason, more updates on Ethan, when hopefully when he's able to return from his personal leave and join us back here in-house. But oh, that, again, that first episode hit uh, me at all. Oh, we're going to have gonna be That's going to be like a six-hour long. <laughs> but, again, we, we all want to thank you guys for another hell of a season. Uh, keep keep in touch. You know, watch us TikTok, YouTube, any other bullshit. Yeah, that don't, we don't, be, to... don't be afraid to interact with us. We yeah. we get some ideas for some possible like challenge videos or ideas that we want to post to our YouTube channel in the off season. So. Yeah, keep keep an eye on social media. Or we'll try to do it the best we, we, we can. We won't be completely silent, but podcast wise, episodes are going to be on a pause. So yep. So again, thank you guys. As always, we will see you for happy, full, energetic season, season three. three. Season three. See you guys. See ya. Deuces.